was the elbow hit his eye and his hand hit his mouth. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's he why was cut, his mouth like, was bleeding. That's, why, that's yeah. why his okay. mouth was bleeding and that's why his eye was bleeding. I just the saw, elbow hit the I, eye and they have so a the elbow got the eye. They have a freeze picture with the elbow hitting the eye, and as the hand came down, it scrapes across his mouth. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I saw the I saw that the the fist hit him and his lips went to this mm-hmm. side. Okay, when, <laughs> when the fist hit him. Okay, so um, I say it's about to come fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm about> to- <laughs> so, so I think uh, you know I, I will say this right. Um, LeBron's not a dirty player. He didn't want to do that kind of damage to no. the dude. But when you swing with that kind of velocity and with the rules that we follow in the NBA today, anything above the neck, you get in a flagrant, you get suspended, you get in fine. And it's definitely deserving when you see the amount of damage that it did to the guy's face. Mm-hmm. Now, in Isaiah Stewart's defense, as far as the way he acted and stuff, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not like the man took a small shot where we're like, all right, he's faking, get over it, get over it. The man's face was covered, covered in blood, man. So to be honest with you, and especially with his age and who, how young he is and things like that, and the fact, too, that let's be real, Detroit's not really a good team. They probably tired of people coming around, walking all over you. Oh, we the big, bad Lakers. We're going to boss y'all around, do this, do that, do this. No, it's good to see somebody on that team show some toughness and say, guess what? Even though we don't got a good record, even though we don't make the playoffs, you know what? I'm a young fellow on this team, and I want to show y'all that this is the type of player and this is the type of attitude the Detroit Pistons want to start playing with now to get some respect around this league. Um, The biggest thing that I think Isaiah Stewart has going against him is the fact that the NBA does not tolerate you not leaving the court in a timely fashion. That is the biggest mistake. Well, he wasn't even he wasn't even injected at that point. They they assessed it and then threw threw LeBron and him out. Right, but when I say leaving a timely fashion, is you don't have to be ejected. Your face is leaking blood. Get off the court. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. If referees, if your assistant coaches and your players are all grabbing you and trying to take you to the locker room, it's time to leave in a nice orderly fashion. That boy, you don't got to be ejected. That boy put on his best Henry, uh, Derek, uh, Derek Henry. He was running them over. He was running them over. Cunningham with a no part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean... Anthony Davis said some comments or whatever to me, you know, you kind of sounded like a tough guy and things like, well, I don't know what Isaiah was trying to do and different things like that. You can say you don't know what Isaiah was thinking about or what he was trying to do, or you got your boys back and you got your brothers back, like you said, which you should have your brothers Mm -hmm. back. But I'm going to be honest with y'all. Don't sleep on that boy because he might have been able to give y'all some work. Just saying. Oh, he was going to give somebody some work that night. Tell you that. Look at his eye. He was eye. a little boy, the, man. The look in Stewart's eye. I've seen it so many times living in the hood. And trust me, that boy wanted to give somebody some work. All right. And at it one point in time, he didn't care who it was. First, it was Braun. He was going to give Braun. He wanted to get Braun to work. But once everybody started pushing and shoving, and Anthony Davis started talking to him and going wild or whatever he was saying, he said, all right, now you the target. And, and he pushed the two guys. They fell. Anthony Davis trips over. And then <laughs> West, West Westbrook, oh, you want some too? That's a true mind of like, yo, I, I want to kill anything. I saw, uh-huh. I saw Russell Westbrook, right? He was squaring up and nobody was in front of him. And he was like this. <laughs> and nobody was around him. Somebody said they wanted to make one point. I saw somebody put on the internet, they said Russell Westbrook looked like the Notre Dame mascot. <laughs> they did. You I know, if you can too. picture what the Notre Dame symbol looks like. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> hey, but real quick though, I think that where I do think that 
that backfired, uh, that the, the whole antics backfired with the Detroit Pistons because at that point they were actually up on the Lakers, double digits. Yeah, and the Lakers wind up coming momentum. back in that fourth yeah. quarter using that as momentum to come yeah, back Davis, in the fourth quarter. Davis was already win. hot. Davis, his met, see, I played, I played ball as a kid, so I know if you made me mad on the court, I was cooking you. You wasn't going to mm-hmm. stop me, nigga. It was like putting your hand over a hot fire. I'm burning you. That's how I was as a kid, bro. That's how it was. So I know Anthony Davis' mindset was like, oh, all right, you lit the flame? All right, it's already up. I'm not putting it out. And that's they went straight in the mold. He did his thing. But we got to get to the next topic, man. Next topic is a good one. And then we got the NBA tears um, after that, and that's going to take a while. So we need to we need to move the show along, man. So recently in, 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 uh, in the sports world, the sports news, Scottie Pippen is writing a book coming out, talking about all this stuff about Michael Jordan. And he just said, uh, I just seen something yesterday saying if he could play with one of the legend, it'd be Kobe Bryant, the same person as Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, so we got we to gotta talk about this, man. So Scotty played one season in, in the Bulls, one full season alone. Uh, I believe he averaged 22 points that season. Um, Scotty has never averaged over 25 points for a whole, a whole uh, season. Um, even in the year, uh, that he played alone, which was 1993 94. But if you actually go back and you actually look at the Bulls records before, you know, that 93-94 season, it was like 70 wins, 66 wins, 61 wins. So the for the year before that it was 57. He won, he 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 lost two more games. But I, I think Scotty, like people say, he's the best second guy you can have next to a superstar. I will give Scotty that. But for Scotty to be out here. Talking about he's he want to be considered the greatest of all time. Scotty is tripping. Scotty is tripping because Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, he 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 missed a lot, right? So he only played what eleven seasons, I think. Who? Eleven seasons, Michael Jordan. Eleven seasons. Thirteen. Well, thirteen. Thirteen or fourteen. I got eleven here. But it might be three. Or 11 with the Bulls. Yeah. No, yeah, two with Washington. No, it's because yeah. he retired for three. He didn't, he didn't play in 89-99. He didn't play in um 99-2000. He didn't play in 2000-2001. And then he came back in 2001-2002 and played for the Washington Wizards. I don't know. It's either 13 or 11. But I don't see him... I see three years of him averaging under 25... I see three years of him averaging under 25 on the the season. So when you're comparing Michael, who came out his rookie year and averaged 28, uh, 28 points. I mean, I don't, I don't see Scotty on the level as Michael. He might be that second. Like I said, he's the best Robin to a Batman, but I'm just spilling out minds because I want you guys to get into it. Um, Even Scotty, when he went to the playoffs, he had a good playoff series, but. 31, 22, 23, 24, 22, 25, 25, 23. He had a 13-point game in a playoff game um, against the Knicks, a 13-point playoff game. Um, but, yeah, let's start with uh, start with 
I want to start with GK again. I want to start with GK. GK, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I mean, you make it sound so simple when you use points per game as the only metric. Um, yeah, I'm saying that to myself over here, man. Is that all we basing it on? Tell him, GK. Tell him, GK. That's, that's, that, that could be true, but I'm looking – But that's why I'm basing it. I got the comeback. I got the comeback. What is the most important – when we, we're talking about a, a great player, what is the most important thing that they must do? Score the ball, right? The most important no. thing about yes, no. when people no. look at them, so you name me, you name me besides Gary Payton, one greatest player that wasn't that couldn't carry a scoring load. But it depends on what other players you have on your team if that's the role you need to fill. Yes, but yeah. what I'm saying is the when you're talking about the greatest player of all time, those guys right. are scorers, scorers. Anybody okay. look at Shaq Dominant, score. Wilt scorer, Hakeem scorer. Everybody look at Kobe scorer. LeBron scorer. So what, what I'm saying is the reason why I use points and I'll explain it is because when for me is when you talk about it's not the only thing you can you got me on that I will set that but I got a lot more stuff to go into but I wanted to pass it to you guys instead of going instead of going into a whole rant. This nigga turned the lights off. I wanted to no nah, no. Nah, the reason why I use scoring the reason why I use scoring because it, it's a simple metric to judge somebody by. What are you offering? Because I also have assists highlighted. I also have rebounds. I also have. Uh, field goal percentage, free throw, uh, three point percentage, the the things that are affected in the game, defense. Like I have accolades, what Scotty did in his career. I have all that in front of me. So I'm not. I get what you're saying. My points that I pointed out at the beginning. That's my fault. I should have mixed some other stuff in there. I did just throw out points and metrics. But when you're talking about being the greatest player of all time, that means you're carrying your team. Anybody that's the greatest of all time that you can name in a top ten carried their team in, in points. And if not leading in points, they were the main scorer on their team. And I could name a whole list of all the famous that were. You can't give me a whole list that wasn't. And that's why great I'm using offense, score. Great offense, great defense. That, I'll give you that. That's why I'm using it. That's great why I'm using it. I'm going to let GK talk. I'm going to let GK talk. But I just want to say one quick thing, GK, real quick, right? Scotty Pippen is a great. But I, nobody, I didn't know this was going to turn into is he the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan is the greatest That's of all time. Nobody, said, I think, that is came, arguing that. That came, no, Pippen is arguing. It came out as Pippen literally said in an interview last week, I want to be considered the greatest of all time. That's what he said. That's quote unquote. That's what Pippen said. But go ahead, GK. Was that, was that on the GQ interview? Because it was one of them. And he said some other stuff too. He just called out a couple of other things that the boy is wilding. But go, so go ahead, GK. I, I tried to read as much as I could. Uh, before the show today, and all I really saw was that I saw that um, before the uh, last dance, Pippen never said anything bad about Jordan ever. And then after the last dance, that's when everything blew up, and he decided to come out and say, like, and be all mad. He's mad, mad, right? Uh, because Jordan got $10 million for the last dance. Guess how much any teammate got? This, they say zero. Zero, they right? Say zero. Nobody else got nothing. And then um, Pippen felt like it was it was condescending and um, basically just misleading that um, the whole perception that was drawn. Um, and he felt like that everybody else was basically being left out. <gasps> Um, and it was, it was no, and then it was just too much on, on MJ. Um, but I will say this in terms of how you're talking about the points per game and stuff, like they were pretty much designing 
Like the, the offense, in my opinion, was designed for and meant for Jordan to be the one to score all the points because he was the most talented at scoring. And, you know, that that's how they built the team. So they didn't really build everything for Scotty to be the leading scorer in points per game on the team because it, it wasn't going to work like that. That's so, good. yeah. So, like, I, I feel like you can't always say um, – you know, to judge it like that, because, you know, you could have a team where your best guy on the team isn't going to lead your, your, you in, in points per game because he's more suited to do other things. And he's better at doing certain things that isn't scoring a lot better than maybe somebody that their best strength is scoring, but they're not the best player on the team, but they're going to lead the team in points because that's their going to be their role right on the team. So those would be points I argue. I'm not going to sit here and say that, uh, you know, Pippen should be placed ahead of Jordan and like best basketball players of all time or anything like that. But, um, but at the same time, I do understand a, why Scotty's mad and, and, you know, I, I where he's saying like, maybe people do put Jordan on a pedestal higher than, they should not say that he shouldn't be number one, but just saying that like, he's so far ahead of everybody else that's left is might be too, too much to say. Pete. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, let me start off. I didn't know Scotty actually said I'm the greatest of all time. I he thought said, he said, he said, I yeah, want to, he said, I want okay, to sit it the greatest of all time. Okay. I, yeah, I thought he was more saying, like, I'm one of the greats. We need to recognize that. And if that is what I thought he was saying, then I agree with him. He is one of the greats. Yeah. That's why he was a top 50, 50 of all player. time. And now he's mm -hmm. part of the top 75 of all time. Mm -hmm. This and GK started it off with exactly what I would have started off with. This Last Dance documentary opened up a whole new can of worms. A whole can of worms that have been under the carpet for the last 20 years, 25 years, however long it's been. And it just brought up all these memories of, now I get to watch this documentary as say Scottie Pippen is, or even other players on the Bulls. And I got to see exactly how much everybody was treated lesser than Michael Jordan. And then on top of that, we're all giving this documentary. Yeah, it's more about Michael Jordan than the rest of us, but he gets $10 million and we get nothing. Michael Jordan makes his, it gets like 300 million a year, no matter what on Jordan sneaker sales for his lifetime contract. Michael Jordan doesn't need to make $10 million is pennies to Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan is the one giving an interview in some fancy, fancy mansion. He wasn't even doing the interviews for the uh, uh, last dance in his own house. That was some fancy place they put him up in just to do these interviews. And he's smoking his cigar and things like that and looking all, you know, whatever, whatever, and sounding a certain way. And what a lot of people got to see and understand about that documentary was, was like a lot of mistreatment and not fairness is going on. And we get it. When you're a superstar, you're always given more leadway and different things and stuff like that. But I'm on Scottie Pippen's side with a lot of different things. And when you were talking about points, 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 I never looked at Scotty like that. I looked at Scotty as Mr. Do Everything. Get you your rebounds, get you your points when you need it, get you your steals, play your defense. Michael Jordan made it clear right in that documentary. 
He's the best player he ever played ball with before was Scottie Pippen. Michael Jordan and the Bulls don't win these six championships without Scottie Pippen. And then if you really want to focus on points, let's be real. If you take Scottie Pippen off of that team and you put him on any other team, maybe Scottie Pippen is averaging that 25, 26, 27, eight points a game. But when you got a guy like Michael Jordan next to you, who's your shooting guard and is undeniably the greatest player of all time, even when it was during the 90s before we're even at this point to call him that, we all knew Michael Jordan is the greatest player in the NBA. He is the best. We all knew that. So when you put Scotty on a team like that and you got to be underneath that man's shadow the entire time and night in and night out, no matter what kind of game I have, Michael Jordan is always the one that gets all the credit. That's tough, man. And then when Scottie Pippen has to relive all these moments that maybe was swept under the rug that he hasn't thought about in years and he's watching it like, oh, damn, I forgot about that. Oh, there's another time I was disrespected. Oh, and what about that time? And then we're talking about the money that Scottie Pippen didn't make during his contract, which I get was all Scottie Pippen's fault. He's the one that signed that contract that was ridiculous or where he got like however much million for like 10 year contract or something and didn't make the money that he should have made when he was well deserving of making that big money and making the big contract. That's his fault. But at the same time, I feel like Scottie Pippen is probably, and I won't even say in basketball and all of sports, one of the most underrated players just because mm -hmm. he had to play next to Michael Jordan. You put Scottie Pippen on any of them other teams he is the superstar. He's giving an interview every night. He's winning the MVPs. I mean, keep in mind, I remember every single All-Star game, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were voted in as starters. Every single year during that 90s run with the Bulls, Scottie Pippen was always a starter on the All-Star team. You knew each and every year that was your starting shooting guard, that was your starting small forward. It wasn't just about Jordan. Scottie was really that good. And I feel bad for the man that he had to be under that type of like, shadow because Michael Jordan was just so good almost like Kyrie Kyrie wanted to get away from the Cavs because he knew what a superstar he could be but he would never get his recognition playing next to LeBron it's just not gonna happen it's that's just not, not gonna that's happen. not even fair to yeah, say I don't know about Kyrie. Kyrie yeah that's not even fair to say because Kyrie had the team before LeBron got here and did nothing with it but another thing about Scotty <laughs> is yeah you can say Scotty did all these things and Scotty is a great player we all know that nobody disputing that Scotty is a great player and yes you guys killed my points my 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 stance on just using <laughs> points, but that's not all I'm using. Yes, Scotty was a great rebounder. Scotty was a great defensive player. But for anybody to sit here and say, Pete, that Bulls don't win the championships without Scotty and don't then say it the other way, Bulls don't also win them championships I, without Michael, that's not please. fair to say. Hold on, Pete, because that's not fair to say because Scotty can't get it done alone. When Scotty had a chance to get it done alone in a year when he won 55 games, he got bounced in the second round in game seven. That's that's the guy that you're saying can lead a team. I'm not saying Scotty can't lead a team, but for Scotty, Scotty game is not a number one option game. That's what I'm no. saying. Scotty okay, needs a guy in front of him to be the first option for Scotty to be the second option for Scotty to drive. How do you know Scotty? How do I know Scotty? You no, but they went, but they no, went no, from wait. MJ to nobody. It's not like they went from MJ to somebody slightly lesser. Like. What do you mean it went from sorry, MJ to nobody? I just want to correct one thing. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying Scotty and MJ went from Scotty and MJ to Scotty and nobody. Like, how do you know if it was not Scotty and somebody who would be Good the point. second option that Scotty could be the first option if he had a second option? Let me, can I just correct one point? Because I think I was completely, I think I was completely misunderstood on something. I didn't mention that Scotty couldn't win it without Michael Jordan because I felt like, 
That goes without saying. But that's why they well, no, Pete, what I'm saying is it we also all know goes Scotty's but not no. winning without Jordan. We but know that also already. anybody that brings up Scotty, what I'm saying is, and that's the point I brought it up, Pete, you are right. It is it, it goes without saying, but it also goes without saying this that Jordan said it out his own mouth. Pete, where you go? You still there? I'm still a phone all right. call came in. All right, all right. But, but Jordan said it out his own mouth. I would not have my six rings without Scotty. That's what I'm saying. To your point of Scotty, Michael doesn't win without Scotty. Both ways, it's already you don't need to say him because everybody knows without Jordan, there's no Scotty, and without Scotty, there's no six okay. rings for Michael. Okay. Either which way, but we can even take it a further. When you saying Scotty being shadowed, right? And uh 1989, towards the end of Scotty's career, where he still put up. I, I, the fucking points were cut off. Uh, he still put up over 20 points a season when he went to Houston to play with the fucking everybody else. He went to somebody else's shadow. When he goes to Portland, he goes to somebody else's shadow. Why did in those years he prove that he had something to prove? I'm not saying Scotty is a, isn't a great player. Scotty is one of the greatest second options there will ever be. But when you ask even NBA players, where does Scotty runs amongst first options and second options? Everybody's going to put him as a second option, not a first. And there are players the like that. Brian, can, can, can Ryan Horry or Brian, whatever his name, can Robert Horry be a first option? No. I'm going to kick it to you, Frank. That's my All point, me. Right. But go ahead, Frank. Uh, just off the rip, the goat, the goat hails from Akron. I, I just want to just throw that out there. No, um, when it comes to Scotty, this is my thing. Scotty hurting right now, but with good reason. Scotty's hurting. It is a good reason. He's hurting. He's hurting. He it's it's the fact that he doesn't get enough credit for the success of the Bulls, not so much the success of Michael Jordan, but the the success of the Bulls winning the championships. And, and during those championships run, everybody catered to Michael Jordan, and everybody was worried about Jordan and and the Duncan and and the, did you? In all of those, in all of those six championship runs, Scotty led the team in rebound, assists, steals, and blocks. Yeah, that's what um, he was saying. For all six teams, and all people talked about was was Michael Jordan scoring. Because and in that same, and in one of those in the six finals teams, MVPs, but Jordan. But hold on, but hold Scottie on to that Adam point, real quick. Scored. To that point, real quick. He, if, if if you take away Jordan score, scoring and Scotty gets all them rebounds, what happens? Maybe maybe the ball goes somewhere else. That's maybe, why everybody. Get, but that's what I'm saying. That's this. no. That's why the ball goes somewhere else. But they don't win, and that's the point. That's why everybody. And I, I agree with what you just said. I don't think. I think younger people now don't give Scotty the credit Scotty deserves. But older I didn't people get the like us, Scotty does. But when you talk to NBA players like Shaq and you hear them talk about Scotty, they do give him the credit. You can't give somebody more credit. Because they want more credit. Scotty is on the level. He is looked at on the level of a top 50 player of all time, bro. All time. Dwight Howard can't say that. Clay Thompson can't say that. You, you feel me? There's a guys that cannot say that. Scotty is in the realm of these top guys. Scotty wants to be at the top of the list. That's not fair to say. Because Scotty has never shown anything in his career to be on top of the list. You said LeBron, right? The king reigns from Akron. He has a great fucking resume to say why he deserves to be on the top of the list. So does Jordan. So does Kobe. Yeah, I for I I number one don't don't feel in any way, shape, or form that Scotty should be considered 
the the goat of all time. I don't. I just think that's just. I don't think anybody does. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I've never heard one person say Scottie Pippen is the greatest basketball player of all time. I think we all can agree on that. Yes, I think we all can. But Scotty, that's what I'm talking to. And that's my B. I should have, I should have, you know, said some other stuff in the beginning with points. I'll give that to Pete and uh, GK. You got, you guys got me on that one. But I'm not saying Scotty's not. Scotty is a Hall of Fame. He's a seven-time All Star. He's a he he's deserves a, he's more a, credit. He's a still champ, and I agree that he's a seven-time NBA champion, seven-time All-Time champion, seven-time All-Defensive. He has a All Star MVP. He's a top NBA 75 player, and he's like, number two. And he's number two on the all-time assist leader from small forwards oh, behind yeah, LeBron James. Yeah, that, but, uh, dance, but if you're talking about dance. small forwards alone, not even Michael, where does Scotty rank amongst the greatest small forwards of all time? Now that's a that's a whole other argument now. Top 10? <laughs> I, 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 I can say top 10. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably would get top 10. Do you agree with that, GK? Where, where does Scotty rank amongst the all-time best small forwards? I think you have to be top 10. I, I, I would top agree there. So, but that's what I'm saying. Us fans, and this is why I call this podcast from the sideline, because us fans, we we give people credit. We know Scotty was great, but I agree Scotty's hurt right now. Scotty's coming out and he's coming after everybody. He attacked Charles Barkley. He's coming out after everybody. He does not care no more. He's not keeping his mouth shut. He's doing a little bit of what Kwame Brown did. You, you guys did this shit long enough. Now I'm going to come out and say something. I get that. And I love, you know, you guys, Pete and GK, I love your pushback on my points argument. It's a, it's a reason why I only named the points and not everything else, because I wanted to see how you guys take it, because a lot of people in today, especially on TikTok, all they rely on is points. So I wanted you guys to attack my point argument so you can see there are other things in the games that are matter. Rebounding is one of those things. People don't care about rebounding because they feel like the tallest guy is going to get the rebounds no matter what. But that's not always true. Just look at Russell Westbrook. He's a rebounding machine at, at you know, at point guard. But I got a you, question for you real quick. Go ahead. If Michael Jordan never played in the NBA and Scotty had somebody else on the Bulls from the 90s, like, Clyde, Reggie, or Mitch Richmond, or whoever, any any of the good two guards from, from that era, right? You, you don't think the Bulls still win a bunch of championships? Not six. That's fair. Not two three-peats. Not two three-peats. Not two three-peats. But, but they still get them championships. They still get a couple, right? But you could throw any, but you could say that with anybody. But look at the Knicks. And not only, the, not the only Knicks do they get a couple, not only do they get a couple, Scotty might be the number one option on the team. Right. Been, that's a possibility that, that could be a possibility but where has he shown it in his career just because he's behind Jordan and I get it he's overshadowing a superstar of superstars like LeBron LeBron is a superstar of superstars but Scotty had a chance when he got out of uh, Chicago to go somewhere where he could have been the number one option and showed that he's one of the greatest players but he didn't he went to another stack team to try to help them win what did he do when he left Portland I mean uh, Houston after going to that stack team he went to another stack team to be in somebody else's shadow Scotty did it to himself and that's my point Scotty was he already like 36 years old at that point he was old at that he point he could have been then I said it earlier towards the tail end of his career but that's still on Scotty Scotty still was Scottie playing said straight up. Scotty still was playing 40 minutes on Houston, 33, 33, 32, 29, and 17 his last year. He was still playing minutes where he could have been the top leading scorer. Scotty said straight or up one of the biggest the top one, uh, top guy on the team. 
Scotty right. said years ago, before he even said in this uh, new interview about, you know, even though he did call Barkley out on some recent things, Scotty said years ago, one of the worst mistakes he ever made was when he went yeah, to, going to play Barkley. Yeah. He had no idea Charles Barkley only cared about two things, 10 points and 10 rebounds a night. He said Charles Barkley at that stage in his career was lazy as oh, heck, man, what hustle, nothing. Uh-huh. All he cared about was, did he get his 10 points and his 10 rebounds? And he shut it down for the rest but, of the night. But what you got to hey, understand, look. that falls on Scotty too, because Scotty could have picked a better place to go to to try to win more championships. Scotty could have won championships without Jordan. That's my point. Whether he's the second option, third option, it doesn't matter. Then we can talk about how great Scotty was. But Scotty being great is already talked about in a sense to me. And this is just my opinion. I respect all you guys' opinion. You know, everybody made some great points. I'm going to let you go on the second point. But Scotty is looked at how Scotty should be looked at. The best uh, Robin to a Batman. There will be no other. He is the only one that can ever have that status. There's never going to be another uh, uh, Robin that comes to Pippen standard because you would then have to win six championships and do it or more win six plus championships, but do it in back-to-back three-peats. Do it in multiple. That's what the Batman and Robin effect had with Michael and Pippen. That's why I say if you look at Michael and Pippen, no, I don't think Michael is any anything he is today without Pippen. But I sure don't think Pippen is a top 50 player without Michael. That's Can fair. I bring up a point real quick to that? Well, let, um, let Frank go first, the GK. Okay, Frank go, ahead, Frank, go ahead, Frank. Go ahead, Frank. Uh, uh, real quick, um, I think uh, Clay might be in there, too, for uh, for the for one of the, the greatest Robins, I would say. Uh, he's he's creeping right up there too, right there. Scotty, you can put anybody you want under here, but Scotty is going to be king of kings. I agree. Yeah. Just the six rings, yeah, put him yeah. over the top. But look how Scotty got. He's a vital point to the last dance. Look how I didn't he watch got it. in the last dance. I didn't watch it. He got portrayed as being selfish, as he wasn't about the team. Uh, they they, he they had down, his moments though. They downplayed how he carried how he carried that that Chicago Bull team. To a 56 wins and uh, um the number two T or the number two seed they were probably I mean, they might even been the number one seed or it was the top two seeds in the in the, in the, um, the Eastern Conference they downplayed that on Scotty down Scotty got downplayed a lot they 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 bigged up uh Michael Jordan and the and the flu poisoning flu game and they they downplayed Scotty's Scotty playing with the with a with a bad back those are the things that factor into Scotty feeling how he, feeling how he feel. And that's that has to fall at the feet of Michael Jordan because at the end of the day, Michael Jordan had the last say so, the last dance. He had to sign off on everything. He was the it was it was his at the end of the day, it was his documentary. And no, how, I think I, we all agree there. I think we all think that's fucked up. I think we all think that's fucked up that he, he did what he did. And we, like, I think we all are at the understanding that Scotty isn't wrong for saying the same he's the things he's saying, but the things he's saying are wrong. That's my point. How long can you sit around and be disrespected? It's bad enough that no, I was I said, he did the Kwame, I said he did the Kwame Brown. I said it. He you know, did the Kwame it, it, Brown. I've been in the guy's shadow all my life. Okay. Never he said got anything. all the credit. Mm-hmm. He got all the credit, which was deserving because Michael Jordan was that good. And then now this documentary comes out and you can obviously see Jordan's hands were all over that documentary, all over it. Mm-hmm. All over it. And then it gets to the point where it's just like, dang, bro. Dang, you want, you I'm good too. And, this is the and thing they're downplaying Scotty. I'm going to kick it to GK after this. You know what the thing is? What is MJ's network? What is Scotty Pippen network? Money talks. And that's the thing nobody is talking about. Money talks. That's why Scotty Jordan, bankruptcy like that's five, why years Jordan, ago. But that's why Jordan was Scotty did that to himself. 
but exactly. But that's why Jordan was able to do what he did with the last stance because he he his money talks louder than anybody else's <laughs> fucking money. Trust me. That's <laughs> why <laughs> Michael was <laughs> able to walk off with 10 mil and nobody else got nothing. Because his <laughs> bank talked loud. And them, whoever produced it was like, nah, we gotta follow Michael. Oh. Michael's not gonna want to do the documentary. We gotta do what Mike says, or Mike's not gonna want to do the documentary. Look what Mike did to Isaiah Thomas. He's gonna keep us out of doing the documentary. But they didn't want to go through that. So you just go through everything through him. But my thing is, every Bulls teammate that went into that documentary without any paperwork, contract, agent, of knowing what you were getting paid, it's on them too. You can't just put it on Michael. But go ahead, GK, you wanted to say something. A couple things. Um, well, A, I'm wondering, like, why Mike just wanted, wouldn't have wanted it to be a team project anyway. But that's another thing. Um, Selfish. Yes, we thing, know that about Mike. Um the clay steph thing that's that's a very good point too because mm -hmm. it's really similar mm -hmm. uh because clay guards their best guy mm -hmm. he's capable and of he's scoring. just but as good you, of a shooter but do you think that gets think all clay the credit. Be, but do you think clay could be a number one option sure Absolutely. why not um it, it, but it, it, it there's so many variables and so many different things that it has to be the right fit for that is so far hypothetical and i'm a hypothetical thinker right mm -hmm. but that Me one is too. just so 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 far because you got to dive deep into the rabbit hole because it's like situation teammates mm -hmm. roles this that do you need him to be the top scorer do you need him to guard the bit like so many different types of things like does he does he have the mindset to be able to be the number one or is he able to flourish as the number two because he knows he has a number one scorer? Like so many different things, but can he put the ball on bit, the floor when I need him to? That's a little bit off topic. The point I wanted to bring up was: Would we be even having this conversation about Scotty or Jordan at all if Shaq never leaves the Lakers and Kobe and Shaq win ten titles together? Then nobody's talking about Jordan at all, and nobody's talking about Scotty at well, all. And I don't think that's true because Bill Bill got what eleven. 10? What, what, uh, what Russian In the got? 1800s. So what, yeah, that's, like that don't matter. In the league that don't matter. Won. And a lot I think of people it, I think it today still matter, got Bill. It does matter. It does. Bill still is mentioned amongst people's top 10s today. Sure, sure, yes. I have Bill in my top 10 because what he did for the game was great. Out of respect, though. You got him up no, there out of respect. No, I, my top 10, no, my top 10 is talent and what they, the talent, the time they played in and what they did with that talent and how important they were to the game. That's why I have Mike uh, Magic in my own top 10 and right below him is Bird because without Magic, there's no Bird and without Bird, there's no damn Magic. And without Bird and Magic, there's no NBA and people don't realize that shit. Everybody put Magic there, but don't put Bird there. Bird helped save the NBA along with Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Bird was a huge hit, yeah, yeah. But I mean, only thing about, and we getting off topic a little bit, and this is no disrespect to Bill anymore. Russell and his 11 championships. And I and, bet you, and, and, I bet you, before you say that, Pete, I bet you, you challenge Bill Russell right now, one on one, he cook your ass. So watch what you say. <laughs> watch what you say before Bill Russell get the walk out on you, all right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, but Troy, the only thing was this, Bill Russell, when he played, yeah, was he, Bill Russell, when he played, he was him and 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 uh uh uh, uh and uh Will Chamberlain were the only two seven footers in the NBA. It was a bunch of six feet white guys running around. Bill Russell that, only though, six nine. That that's not yeah, their fault. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that argument, Pete, because it's not their fault. It's not it's no, not Will right, Chamberlain right. and Bill Russell's fault that this was their competition. Just like it's not MJ fault, that was his competition. It's not LeBron's fault. He got to a final 10 times because the competition couldn't stop him. It's not their fault. You play the people that's in front of you. And Wilk dominated, Bill dominated. 
That was yeah, the absolutely. start of it. And but I think those, take into account I think when those the competition two, is not good. No, that's yeah, not, that you gotta, can, that gotta mean something. You can, but th- when you take into account that the competition is not good, you take away from Bill and Wilt's skill. I used to have this conversation with my cousin. I got him to change his mind on Wilt being one of the greatest players that ever yeah, played the game because Wilt yeah. was nasty. And if he Wilt was. was at this time, he'd be cooking. Wilt agree. would be agree. cooking. Right. And ain't no Jokic and B. Right, but if, none if, you of that stuff, ask, if you were to ask Wilt, do you think he would be able to stand out more then or now? The answer would be then. Yeah, because yeah, of the people around. I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. You can take that into consideration. I agree with you guys. But I don't think it's at the top of the list of taking into consideration the talent that was around. People do that shit with Jordan all the time. Jordan had great people that played in his time. Will could have had great people that played in his time, that, but he, they could never get to the basket. Why? Because Will was blocking his shots. It's the right. same thing, well, the same Jordan effect. Will could have had that effect in his time. A doctor could have had that effect. Larry and, and, uh, and Magic had that effect. You know, Scotty and, and, and Jordan had that effect. LeBron has that effect. KD somewhat has that effect. Giannis is gaining that effect. You understand what I'm saying? People have that effect. Like, what were you going to say, Pete? I was just going to say, too, you know, just to jump back on the whole Jordan Scotty thing real quick or whatever. And listen, I'll be the first to admit, Jordan's the greatest player of all time. I got no problem saying that, right? But just because, like, I kind of still feel really bad I for Scotty. Say it again. I said, I think that's debatable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm just giving my opinion, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I know what a lot of people think as Jordan being the greatest, whatever. But um, just to help Scotty out a little bit, because I kind of do still feel bad for Scotty. I feel the disrespect and all that stuff or whatever. Supposedly, from what I hear, Jordan really only wanted this documentary to come out because he wanted the younger generation that didn't know a lot about Jordan to see how good he was because he got tired of the younger generation only talking about LeBron James. So he mm-hmm. wanted all this old video of himself. Because uh, you got to realize, like, Dudes in their early 20s and 18, 19 years old, they ain't like, oh, okay, Jordan's good because I watched YouTube, or Jordan's good because my older some family members are. told me how good Jordan yeah, some was. Some of them are, but yeah, the majority of people are just like LeBron's the greatest because they've never seen it. But that's a lot of He's people's argument. It. A lot of people are like, you can't say Bill Bill Russell's the greatest because you've never seen him play. That's not true. If you can understand the impact he had on the game and his talent and how it was used at that time, yeah. you can say that these players are the greatest people, greatest players in the game. Impact goes a long way in the game. Steph Curry impact, some people say is greater than LeBron's impact. I don't, I think that's debatable too, but impact goes a long way. Some people in their top tens when the when career, when LeBron's career is done and Steph Curry's career is done, some people are gonna have Steph above LeBron. Like it's changing the game. Yeah, Talent and skill gotta mean something though. And, and, and it the does. Because because Will and those guys were doing it against mailmen and post workers. Like these guys that's weren't not just fair to say, bro. These guys had two Yo, jobs. Yeah, but, like, but Troy, that, Troy. that was the case back then. I, I agree with Frank. Basketball players. Troy, let me let me ask you this, Troy. Like, and, okay, if you took if you took we spent way took, too much time um, on this topic. Hold on, real <laughs> quick, real quick. So, if you took, let's say, you took the worst player in the NBA in that era, like the '60s or whatever, right? The worst player in the league, or or the worst player on the team, right? He can't even make the team today, right? Our AAU team. He can't even make the team. He will get cut. The athleticism ain't there. But hold on. Before you, you take, finish, there's a, lot you of take, people, there's a lot of people in the EuroLeague or in G League that, that can actually ball and deserve a chance in the NBA. So either which way you look at it, I understand where you're going with it. I want you to finish. 
but you could look at it from the other way too, because there are players that I personally know that didn't make it out of my city that could have played in the NBA. I know players right now that's overseas playing ball from Jersey City that could have been in the NBA, but they're not giving the chance to. But go ahead and finish what you're saying. Right. So if you take one of those guys and send them back to the 60s, I guarantee you that they're an all-star. Yep, he's right. I, I he's 100% I it, right. I said I agree there. I didn't say that, Frank. I said I agree there. I can't agree because, that the talent they don't was know less. what a crossover is. They don't know what a Euro step but is. That, yeah, but just because, see, and that's the, 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 that, that blows my mind. Just because like, we bro, see. I'm, I'm pulling but hold on, hold on, like, GK. Hold on, GK. Just because we see <laughs> Euro me. steps, just because we see Euro steps and Michael Jackson moonwalks on the damn court now, don't mean that back in the 60s, that's what they needed to do. The game was different. The game evolved. We got to respect the game for what it is over the time because if those guys was never just dribbling the ball in front of them like this, we would never have the NBA we have today. No, fair. It would never fair. be today. That's what I'm saying. You got to give them credit because they kept it up. Ratings, right. the NBA was fighting with the, what was it, the ADA until they gained control mm-hmm. and was able to force the fuse to get more teams in to make it more entertaining. Stuff like that happens. They went, NBA went over trials and tribulations, but those players that were there when they went through those trials and tribulations, just how we saying Scotty deserves some respect, they deserve some respect too. Will Listen, deserves I, I some always... respect. Bill deserves some respect. I was, Will was the best player in his era. So what? Nobody could stop him. Will was the best player. Nobody could stop him. But Will could have played in his era. Will yeah. could have definitely played in his yeah. era. Especially Will with coach Shaquille O'Neal. Will would have no. coached Shaquille O'Neal. Whoa. Easy. I don't know about yeah, that. Easy. I don't know about yes. that. That's debatable. Yes. It's debatable. It's no, debatable. Will Chamberlain? <laughs> Will, my boy. I don't know about Will, my Will? boy, but... Will my boy Will but... still wouldn't have a chance with the with, Will, uh, Will? Orlando Magic or LA yeah. Lakers Shaq. Will, that's I don't know. He's too skinny. Yeah, that's 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 chicken off the bone. And mind you, Will don't got a post move to 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 call us anything. Right, he has no type of post game. That's chicken what off Shaq, the bone. What was Shaq's post game? Turn around and dunk on you? Back you down and break the rim on your face. That's that's <laughs> all you need when you that when you seven one three two three hundred pounds. Anybody no, listen, Will, is Will is athletic. Yeah, He's but, athletic specimen. He was listen, great in track. GK said something though that, and we just were talking about it, that is never talked about, man. You got jokers, man, that made a living in the NBA in the 50s, 60s, whatever, that wouldn't even make a D3 college team nowadays, man. Come out. You got, but GK, GK statement is 100% correct. And I agree with you, GK. I'm on your side. But that also fits today. You got people in the league today that don't damn belong there. And you got people that's not in oh, the yeah. league today that belong there. Look at all of these guys that come out of the damn G League on 10-day contracts and be balling an hour or something. They're How about this? How about this? I got one for you. With my, with my, I mean, with my skill level, I play ball, you know what I'm saying? With my skill level, okay, I'm an all-star back in the 60s right now. Will the kill is definitely setting your shit. I'm playing. You ain't getting nowhere near the basket. Will is setting your shit. That's fine. I'm a shooter anyway. I'm a shooter. Will, Will out there, bro. Will too long, bro. You ain't making it. There was no goaltending back then. It was no nothing, bro. I mean, if I'm Will, I'm smacking this nigga shit out the rim. It went inside. I'm punching it back up. Back out, bro. That don't listen, Koozie listen. and all them old jokers they ain't got nothing on me. Get on, out on, of here. On the other side I of think the Jerry West argument, this time in this league, I'll, I'll never take away like when one man beats another man, and that's that's the man he's supposed to beat. Then yeah, you got to give him that type of credit. Yeah. But I just think I just think like to this whole theme of what we're talking about is like not every win is created equal. Like you got to look at the level of difficulty. Like you know, some are going to be easier than others, and then. They don't always deserve the same type of credit. Um, but to play devil's advocate to 
what me and Pete were saying, um, which, yeah, I do agree. If we could go back today and get one game in, we're going to cook them because they never seen yeah, our It was a different game, but, but that's what I'm saying. Well, no, no, yeah. But, 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 that's, but, but that's all right, all right so let me ask you a question. That, um, let me ask you and Pete a question. If you go back to the 60s with their moves, are you cooking? No, but that's what their I was going to say was once with their moves. Day, you're going no, to play in the 60s. Why would you have 2020 moves? You're going to play no, in the 60s. No, because no. <laughs> no, like, like, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, once they see our tape and they're like, oh, all right, that's a crossover. Like, we're going to start to do that. Then then we might be coming into a little bit of trouble. But what's going on? No, no, you go back and play with the 60s with their skill. You're yeah, not right. cooking, bro. You're not cooking. If, 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 and I get it because somebody always says, and I like this point, right? That if you take a player from back then and you put them in today's league, they would have to grow up to learn today's game. So they would have to be a kid. They would have to go to AAU. They would have to go to high school. They would have to go to college learning today's game. If you do that, most of the all-stars back in the day, any superstar of superstars will be able to play in any, any generation. I mean, hey, any, so, of, any, um, so Troy, it's funny you say that because whenever I talk about Allen Iverson, that's the point I always make because the, the kids at my park are like, they're like, uh, tell me something that AI does better than Kyrie, this, that. And I'm like, bro, like. It's, I think they're similar in a lot of ways. Besides it's the, the one man against range. the other man. Like, yeah, like had had AI grown up the same type of time, like to, to your point, to what you were saying and learned the game in that way and played the game in that way, then it would be a different story, yeah. right? Let me help. So, let me help Scottie Pippen out real quick. If Scottie Pippen played in the fifties and the sixties, he's the greatest player of all time. He'd go. He's a top twenty, <laughs> that, top but 10 see, player. But see, that's not even true because people like, just like you said about Will and the, and the Bill. They, it's too far back. That's what I hear people on people's podcasts. It's too far back. You can't give these guys credit because it's too far back. You haven't watched them plays. You can't tell from the eye test. What are you watching highlights on YouTube? When that's not fair to say. You can tell what somebody did by as big as their name is. So Wilk name. I only know one podcast. I I only know one podcast. It's called From the Sideline. I don't I don't know too yeah, I, watch, I watch other podcasts. <laughs> I watch other podcasts. But no, nah, great. I want to give everybody everybody around the floor. Good stuff. That was a great that was a great conversation, bro. That was a great like conversation, like man. We took way longer than what I thought. So that's okay. That's all I gotta, right. I got a right. proposition, right? <laughs> We, we could run through these NBA teams as fast as we can so I don't have a three-hour show. <laughs> We're approaching two hours now. Uh, and then after the NBA tiers, we're done. So you guys want to get through it? Yeah, let's go. GK, you good? Yeah. Let's all just right. go like speed round style. Yeah, I got I got it all worked out this time. So how um, long have we been on so far? Um, two hours. Dang. Longer, yeah. I think. No, it's about it's about two hours because um you guys didn't come in right when me and um when me and uh Pete came in. So we did the intro and then it was a couple of maybe another 10 minutes. So Give a take is probably running up on two hours or a little over two hours. Um, yeah, that, that's good stuff today, guys. Real All good right, stuff. you guys ready? We got the yeah. NBA tiers week five. So just a real rundown, Frank. What this is is I uh, I ranked the teams from their performance up until this week. So it's up until Saturday. Sunday starts my new week. So this is from the previous week all the way to the start of the NBA. And we're going to start okay. off, as you guys know, uh, Pete and Katie. All right, so bottom tiers. Um, these are the bottom tiers. Uh, they, they're called uh, Who You Want. I'm get somebody. Uh, uh, GK, what are your thoughts on the bottom tiers? Um, Magic are in trouble. 
Pistons are in trouble. Spurs, I feel so bad for the Spurs, man. Like, I don't understand why more talent don't want to go to play with Pop or what the issue there is or whatever. Like, after being a playoff team for so long, like, all throughout the 90s, the early 2000s, and the 2010s, and then now just just a, a total drop-off. And um, it's just a shame to see that happen. Because uh, my basically my whole life of being a basketball fan was just always the Spurs were competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, the Rockets actually – really like Christian Wood. I don't know if they're going to get rid of him or not, but I, I really like him. And then the Pelicans, it's just a matter of health, I feel like, because I feel like they have a decent team if everybody's playing. Um, you know, it's not a bad roster, but the Magic and the Pistons and the Spurs are kind of in trouble. Uh, the Rockets can at least make some moves if they want to deal Wood or build, uh, build around him, because they got that other really good rookie. So I, I would say they're just going to try to you know, keep building and, and not really um, dump the team and start over again. But, uh, yeah, a couple of them are, are in trouble. Pete? Yeah, uh, GK summed it up. Nothing special down there. Um, like I said, as far as I'm concerned, talent-wise, right now where we stand, probably the Pelicans because they're not that healthy right now. So mm-hmm. talent-wise, they probably have the most upside. I really like Ingram a lot. I think he can develop into being a really good player. Um, uh, and Zion Williams had the foot surgery, so he hasn't been out there playing. So um, other than that, everybody else is definitely where they need to be. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Popovich, great coach, terrible team. Uh, no Aldridge, no Patty Mills. That team is just completely depleted. Um, after all that uh, championship runs that they did with Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and all those guys, them, them, them pretty much ruling that whole little small era that they had. Them days is over with. This is straight rebuild time for them. Uncle Frank? Yeah, I feel bad for Pop in the San Antonio Spurs, man. Uh, It just seems like maybe his style is getting a little outdated. I don't think the younger guys are really catering to his style. Uh, I'm going to keep my eyes on uh, what's going on in New Orleans. I I know Zion just got cleared for Um, Mm one-on-ones. I'm keeping an eye on that situation. Who knows about Zion? He... I heard he went and got bloated over the over the summer, not being able to run, <laughs> being on that, uh, being off that foot. Like that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big issue throughout his whole career, man. He got to get that. He got to really get that under under control. And it's weird that he's still having weight problems after they they said that they had got him uh, some cooks and stuff to to help maintain his his eating and all that stuff, and he still managed to gain so much weight. Uh, the Rockets, <clears throat> I think the Rockets are. Uh, I love watching Jalen. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. He can score. He's a he's a legit scorer. Worst even as a, as a as a young nineteen year old man, nineteen twenty year old, he's a he's a legit scorer. And I thought that team, even though that they're a young team, I thought they'd be a little bit more competitive. Out of all of the teams that I see in the I see on the bottom row, I definitely thought that they were going to be the most competitive. But they're they're still the most exciting team out of all of the teams on the bottom row. So if I got to watch something, if I got to keep my eye on the team, it's definitely going to be the Rockets. We shouldn't even be saying feel sorry about the San Antonio Spurs because nobody's going to feel sorry for them. They got plenty of championships. I feel sorry for the Brooklyn Nets. Let them get a championship. Well, I feel sorry for Pop. (laughs) I I, I hate to see Pop go through that so late in his his coaching career. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah, no, I would have rather him, like, I don't know, seen him go out the way I remember him and not like this. That's a good point. Yeah, 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 I got that. Yeah. Uh, we got the next set of tiers. We got the teams that's a little bit better in my eyes, but it's all going down and these teams are falling. We got 
Sacramento, Indi uh, Indiana, um, Toronto, OKC, Minnesota. Uh, Frank, Uncle Frank, what's your thoughts on this tier? Uh, Toronto Raptors got to be the most disappointing team on this tier. Mm -hmm. Then and year after year, the Minnesota Timberwolves. It looked like the Timberwolves got they get something going. They get the, a couple pieces of talent, and then it just falls to pieces. I don't know what's going on over there. It seems like uh things are starting to get worse after um what you call left the head coach and went over to the Knicks mm -hmm. uh Thibs. It's not yeah, it's, well, things are not turning over there. Streak, though. Yeah, they are on a three game winning streak. I like the young talent over there in OKC. Uh, they got some. They got a couple young pieces over there that that's gonna make some moves. And of course, we all keeping our eye on Sacramento to see what, how things improve and the, the Marvin Bagley situation, how that turns out over there. But yeah, Toronto got to be the most disappointing team on this, in this whole bracket. Pete, do you deserve? Uh, do you think the Toronto deserve to drop that far? Um, yeah, show me something different that doesn't make me drop you that far. And I think they will. I think they'll get it together. Um, you know, Nick Nurse, good coach. You know, Siakam and them boys over there. Uh, you know, Van Fleet, I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, then I guess you can really say, dang, they miss Kyle Lowry that much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, Van Fleet, you know, I don't look at Van Fleet as a point guard. I look at Van Fleet as more of an undersized shooting guard. So um, maybe they could use a point guard to run next to him because I see like it seems to me like he's doing a lot of the Lowry role, but it's a matter of can he fill that Lowry role? So, um, yeah, you know, Sacramento, maybe they'll get better with the new coach. I mean, that can only pump you up a little bit. Um, the Indiana Pacers, I always think they have a good team, um, you know, with Sabonis, Karis LeVert, and them boys over there. Malcolm Brogdon, I think, is a very good point guard. So, yeah, these teams have room for improvement. Not a whole lot, but a step in the right direction. PK? Uh, I think the Raptors just need a little bit more talent because, like what Pete was saying, even if Van Fleet can fill – the Lowry role, then who's going to fill the Van Fleet role? So like, um, yeah, so they just, I think they just need some more talent and Siakam's not a super, superstar, but he's like a Scotty Pippen. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I don't know. I'm not worried about the Raptors just because nurse is such a good coach. Right. Um, Thunder young Pacers, young Pacers. I don't really see, I don't know. They're probably just going to be where they are for a while. And then, yeah, the Timberwolves, bro. I don't understand really like I feel like it might come down to that thing that you guys love that I always talk about the testicular fortitude because Carl yeah. <laughs> Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell got all the talent in the world so that that yeah. shit is like like you're not a dog bro you're soft like that to me that's what that tells me is because mm -hmm. the two of you guys should be winning because you got the talent and it's just like you, you just don't have the like you're not the alpha male on the court like I don't understand what it is, you know. This this poor poor Scotty Pippen. Are we really comparing him to Siakam? <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> no, Don't get it twisted. Poor Scotty. <laughs> All right, the next tier, guys. We got win wins for losings. We got wins for losings. Now, Minnesota, they win, but they also lose. The Lakers, they win, but they also lose. 76 is without Joel Embiid. They went, they they got some wins for losing. And Cavaliers, man, they fell from where they were, man. They, I think they're hanging on to like the eight, nine seed right now. So uh, starting with Pete, Pete, what's your thoughts on this team? Um, yeah. you know the Lakers are gonna get it together, man. Nobody's worried about them. Um, 
I still think the 76ers got Ben Simmons as a cloud, this dark cloud hanging over them. Um, you know, Memphis is a good young team. John Morant. Um, I couldn't think a couple of weeks ago, the young boy's name on a team that I really like a lot is finally coming to me, Dylan Brooks. Um, he's not healthy right now. When he comes back, I mean, he's like, woo. He's a spark defensively. He gets in guys' faces. Um, he scores the ball, plays defense. Yeah, I like Dylan Brooks a lot. Him running next to John Morant. Um, yeah, they got a good team over there, man. That's definitely up and coming, 100%. Um, yeah, you know, the Cavs, you know, Jared Allen, ex-Net, big fan. All these teams here can surprise you at any point in time. But 76ers, I'm not really looking for much out of them until they can stop talking about Ben Simmons. His name don't have to come up no more, and we can move past him. GK? Um, so in this group right here, I think the Grizzlies and the Cavs are pretenders, to be honest. Um, like the Cavs have a lot of good young people, but I don't really think that they can win around in the playoffs. Mm -mm. The Grizzlies play really good defense and Ja Morant is the real deal. I just don't think there's enough around them. And then I agree with Pete about the Lakers. They're they're gonna figure it out. Like everyone, everyone's gotta be put them on notice once it comes playoff time. I don't I don't I don't care what happens now. I really don't care what happens right now. Um and the Sixers, I, <laughs> yeah. Uh the Ben Simmons thing is really getting in their way, I feel like. Um, just because it's still there and hasn't been resolved. Because Embiid is MVP caliber player. Right. And then you have this asset of Ben Simmons that obviously doesn't want to play for the Sixers and you can't get anything in return for him right now. So it's really, really, really screwing them up, like really screwing them up because and I wouldn't even mind if he would just play and just be able to get along because he is one of the best perimeter defenders that there there is and he can distribute the ball well. Like he does a lot of things really well, um, but that's just like a dead, a dead spot that you need to, you need to fill somehow, whether it be trading and playing, whatever, but it is a problem. It is definitely a problem. And I don't see it being resolved anytime soon. So I would say it, like the Lakers, although they look the messiest right now, they're, they're the ones I worry about the least in, out of these four. Uh, Uncle Frank. Okay. Let me start with Memphis. Um, I actually like Memphis. I think Memphis are, are actually a legit playoff contenders. I think that they're going to be, they're going to be exciting come playoff time and come late in the season. I think they got to do a better job finishing games off, especially when they get big leads and they blow a lot of leads. Um, the Lakers. Now I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually hitting the panic button on the Lakers right mm -hmm. now because the defensive end is, is the reason why I'm hitting the panic button. Me, we as a Laker fan don't show no type of effort on the defensive end. And we get down and we get these, we get down with these big leads to these teams who shouldn't even be in the same ballpark as us. They're like, there's no way we should be down double digits at any point to the to the the Detroit Pistons with LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and AD on the floor at the same time. Like those type of games can't happen. We and it has to get resolved sooner or later because the defensive the defensive problems are aren't going to get better with with a thirty six year old Trevor Ariza or or with a, a Kendrick a, a Chris Dunn who's not really known as a defensive stopper like these the guys that we're waiting for them to come back are not really defensive stoppers they're more so uh, uh, spot up three point shooter scorers guys like that's not what we need we need some defensive we need some defensive dogs. 
And I agree with him on the 76ers issue that they're, they're going to be what they are until they get that Ben Simmons issue resolved. Uh, they're, they're not a legit uh, NBA contender. They're a playoff team, but I don't think that they are, they pose any type of serious threat to any of the top teams uh, on either conference when it comes down to it. The Cleveland Cavaliers, and I just feel like it was just a, a matter of time before the league found out and caught back up to them and, they they'll fizzle out. I think they'll fizzle out of that that eight seven seed, and somebody else uh, into that into that that playoff spot. Hey, Cavs might you point. might find the Cavs down there. Who do you want, uh, Jared? Mobley, mm-hmm. Moving on to the next tier, we we got the we got the back in the game. Right, Atlanta is starting to pick it up. Milwaukee got Chris Middleton back. They're starting to pick it up. Trailblazers on a three game winning streak. Boston won some tight games coming up, so I didn't move them up. Now I am a Boston fan. I was not being biased. Uh, I just did not. I just uh, didn't think Boston could have been put in a, in a tier lower, but nah. Can but, I ask you real quick? Can I ask you real quick? Is the, is is the the Boston Celtics win over the Lakers while the while the Celtics are on the back in the game and the Lakers are on the wins for losing? It had had no. the Lakers won. Had that would that be switched? No, the That's Lakers. Good. The Lakers was actually, if I if I if I could grab the previous one, the Lakers was actually high. They were on my uh, don't panic uh, thing. What was it called, up Pete? Uh, better than you um, think, or something like that. It was, right, right, right. But the Lakers just—they've been winning. They've been losing games they should win. That's why I dropped them. That's the only reason why the Lakers dropped. They they should have beat Boston. You are right. They should have won that game. But there, there's other games in a week. That they they should have won that they lost. I know they won last night, mm-hmm. which, which was a game they should win that they almost lost again. You know, mm-hmm. they should not be in tight games with teams they, they need to lose to. Boston, I see Tatum, I see some growth there with Shrewdom. I see them actually trying to get back into their ways. They can drop again. It's not permanent. They might not stay here next week, depending on how they play. They might find themselves in a going down tier. That's where they were. I just felt like it, it was it would they played well enough this week to kind of move up because I had to drop Cleveland and then I'm like, all right, am I going to put Boston below Cleveland right now? No. Am I going to put Boston below the 76ers right now? No. The 76ers don't have Joe B. They don't have nobody. The Lakers right now are in that same realm because they don't, you don't know if LeBron going to be there. LeBron's back. Now LeBron might get suspended. So all that, all that stuff. I get you. Back to it. But while, while you, you're at it, you can go ahead first, uh, um, Uncle Frank. I, uh, for the, let me start with the Atlanta Hawks. I, I had Atlanta Hawks as my sleepers last year. I still think that they're going to be sleepers this year. Uh, I, I'm a real big fan of everything that they got going on over there. Their scoring, their scoring machine. Once they can, they can become more consistent on the defensive end too. I think they can, they can start to make a, a late season push for that top three seed. I think they'll, they'll definitely end up in the top three seeds, top three, four seeds yeah. uh, uh, in, the, in the playoffs. Milwaukee Bucks. It's interesting to see what what they're going to look like once they get Chris Middleton back. They've been a no, little bit as well, but all right. Well, he, he played, he played he, good. He played good. He played good last game. Yeah, he played good, really good. His last right. game and the first game, he had like 16, 19 points or something like that. Hopefully, they they continue to build that chemistry back up and they get back to how they looked last year. I don't think that they'll be in uh, the Eastern Conference Finals or anything. I don't think they're a championship contender. Uh, I do think that they're a solid, legit playoff team. They can they can definitely take out anybody. Portland, I don't know. I'm kind of I, I I find myself sometimes just sitting and waiting, just waiting to hear that Dame is about to be uh, dealt, or I'm waiting for him to request a trade any day now. 
Well, he I'm, just came I, out I again. He just came out again and said that he ripped CD Lowe. So. I mean, he's he's always been saying that. Then he'll go on Twitter and then throw some, uh, throw the the Lakers some hope, like he was thinking about coming with us. He he does that from time to time. So I don't put I don't put too much, too much uh focus into that. That's what I mean. That's what he's supposed to say. He's still on the team. I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine him saying anything else. And the the Celtics they can very well be on the same list as the Lakers. Yeah, on the same. I, I can agree. Yeah, I can yep. agree with that. Winston Lewis, I can agree with that. Pete, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I mean, all play all playoff teams to me. Um, all of them have a few things here and there that they're trying to figure out or get going. Middleton coming back actually absolutely makes the team better. Portland three game winning streak. Uh, Boston beating the Lakers the other night. Um, they won. Yeah, game man, game. Uh, I like Dennis Schroeder a lot on Boston. We, we I like won a Dennis game we were supposed to win too. We beat the Thunder. Beat the Thunder, right? Um, yeah, man, Atlanta. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I see Atlanta as a three seed like Uncle Frank said. But um, I see them making the playoffs again. I mean, they better make the playoffs again with how well they made, how well they did last season. Um, yeah, it's just tough, man, because none of these teams to me are championship teams. I get it. I should be saying it about Milwaukee. They won the whole thing, and until you unthrown the champs, they still the champs. You know what I'm saying? So, and they got Middleton back. Um, so really on that list, I think Milwaukee is the scariest team. They do pose the threat to the top teams that you would put possibly in a championship, your Phoenix Suns, your Nets, your Lakers, and teams like that. But, um, you know, Portland, I, I, if I saw, if, if I was talking to Dane right now, I would tell him it's just going to be the same old trailblazers, bro. Yeah. You can have all that. You, <laughs> you, you can have all, you, you can have all that hope. Rip City forever and all that stuff. You know it ain't getting no better than what it is right now, man. You'll make the playoffs because you are that special of a talent, but you don't have enough help, and it's probably time to break this relationship up. GK? Uh, no, I like this tier a lot. I think everybody wears their, where, is where they're supposed to be. Um, I just I feel bad for Dame because he's not going to win there. Um, no, he's not. The, uh, Boston does look a lot better. And uh, the Hawks and the Bucks, man. It's very interesting because uh, I agree with Frank about the Hawks. Um, all the potential is there. The offensive potency is there. They maybe lack a little bit of veteran leadership. I know they have Gallinari and Lou Williams, uh, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see when it comes playoff time if, if they have some guys step up and be like, you know, the enforcer type. Because I feel like that's what they're really lacking. They need some, like, enforcers. Mm-hmm. Um but also, don't don't sleep on the Bucks, and I I would agree on Frank's take there too, except for the fact that like what Giannis has been showing me over the course of maybe the last five years, year after year, is that like he is a superstar, superstar in in the truest form, because uh-huh. he's not just a, like relying on his gifts and his talent. He is really trying to become a master of his craft in all facets of the game. Like uh-huh. he got himself a little bit bigger. He, he's making himself a better shooter. He's become a better ball handler over the years and a better finisher. So all I've seen from him is him doing the right thing, saying the right thing, getting better, better, and better. And, you know, having the, the mentality of a champion and like being like the best player in the league, like, so it, it really won't surprise me at all if the Bucks somehow got to the finals or won the finals again. Um, am I saying that they're the most likely to do so out of all the teams? No, of course not. But um, I just – I would say, like, don't go, don't go to sleep on them. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, next tier of the bottom tiers, only for now, Charlotte, Clippers, New York. Basically, I don't know where they're going to finish. Clippers are holding on, I think, to the seventh seed, sixth seed right now. New York Knicks is like almost out, and Charlotte is holding on too. So, starting with you, GK, um, what do you think about this top bottom tier? I hate the Clippers, man. Um, <laughs> it's just two man show, PG, Kawhi. I actually like Kawhi, but I'm done with. Paul George, I, I I don't know. Whatever, when it comes playoff time and they need to count on him, he's not there for you. So I'm I'm done with him. Uh, the Hornets actually really like. I really enjoy the Hornets because they start feeling themselves a little bit, and that actually you know that works sometimes. Like Miles Bridges and like some of their bigs and stuff. They're not really as good as like Lamelo's making them look. But it's working, and they're gelling, and they're clicking, and I, yo, I love watching the mellow. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually really like the Hornets. Are they a threat in the playoffs? Probably not, but um, they're a really fun team to watch and to root for. Um, and then the Knicks, I don't know, man. The Knicks drive me absolutely crazy. <laughs> As a Knicks fan, they just drive me crazy. <laughs> drive me crazy. Um, like, why isn't Kemba playing well? Like, come on, we're giving you a chance. Like, we're giving you a chance to, to play well. You're not playing well. Um, too much is being put on Julius Randle, right? Like, I think he's a good player. Um, I just don't think he can be like the number one, like Giannis or whatever. Like, I, I think they need scoring to come from somewhere else. Um, but I do, I do like the improvements I'm seeing from RJ Barrett and some of the other young guys quickly. Burks versus that dude. But um, but same thing. Like, all right, maybe maybe the Knicks can win round one this year. Maybe that'd be cool. That'd be fun for me. But uh, are they a threat for to contend for the title? No, of course not. Uncle Frank, I know the Knicks taking New York back. That's for sure. They definitely coming from mm, New York back. They got cut his mic. Cut his mic. Got New cut York mic. Going crazy, said, <laughs> You said cut his mic right now. You said mute him. You want me to hit the mute? <laughs> cut, cut his mic right now, man. <laughs> no, seriously, they got they rejuvenating the city right now. All my New York friends, that's all they can talk about, man, is the Knicks. Everybody's excited. They they playing hard. They they showing they showing the that the attitude. They're taking on the identity of of uh of Thibs. He's a great coach, great defensive coach. Um, I do think that they need a legit, they're gonna need a legit number one option if they really want to be a threat in the Eastern Conference. I don't I like I, I like GK said I don't I don't think Julius is I don't think they can win with Julius as the number one option as the legit number one option. Uh the Clippers, the Clippers are better off with with I don't know. I think they gotta make a they gotta get one of those guys out of there. And it's most likely gonna be PG, but PG plays better when he plays without Kawhi. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the 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 Baker Mayfield uh uh, Odell situation, like they don't really play good together. But when one of them are out, the other one seems to flourish, and the team really uh, flourishes behind one of them, one superstar. But I think it's too much uh, you than me than you than me when they're both on the court together. And the Charlotte Hornets are definitely one of the most exciting teams. I'm, I, I, I love the the Ball brothers. I think they're top they're the top three passers in the league right now they could just full court accurate passes like bounce passes alley-oop passes half 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 court alley-oop like they, they're just a real fun team they're real fun guys to watch man I, I really like them i don't think that they're legit 
a threat to anybody in the East come playoff time, but I do think that they'll at least be a contender. I mean, a playoff contender. Yeah, Charlotte Hornets, man, they just play with a lot of flair and excitement, man. Um, like LaMelo, man, he's got them like playing with his identity. I feel like, yeah. you know, you know yeah, just, they, they like, did take off, they didn't take to him like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, it's just, man, it's, they win or lose. I'm glued to the TV when they're on the TV, man. They're just a super, super fun team to watch, man. As far as the Knicks is concerned. I mean, we've been saying it every week. They need a star. They need a superstar. I don't care who it is. It's gotta be somebody. Julius Randle can definitely be a number two or a number three. Um, I compare Julius Randle's game somewhat, just he's definitely a better scorer, but I compare his game a lot to like Draymond Green. Can do a little bit of everything, can even get the team involved when it comes to passing and making the right moves with the ball and bringing the ball up, but he still needs a star, man. He really needs a star over there for the Knicks to definitely get over that hump for whatever reason. Every year, free agency rolls around. Every year, there's plenty of free agents that are available, but yet none of them come to Manhattan to go play with the Knicks. Yeah, I don't understand. Really. Yeah, yeah, listen. Um, and, and they're well coached, man. Thibodeau's the man, man. I like him better than I like Steve Nash. I said that before. So um, Thibodeau's the man. They're coached right. He's going to make sure they play hard. He's going to make sure they get to the playoffs. But they still need a big free agent. I think that's what they're missing. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, Kimba would have would have been that big free agent pickup, man. And he's he's been legit, but I, I thought his impact would have been a little bit better. Um, Who'd you say? Kemba. Um, oh, Kemba Walker. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, we talked we talked about Kemba Pete. We don't need to go back down that that road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kemba. But the next oh, the next Kemba, uh, the, the next bracket to the teams is I'm better than you. Two teams that's better than about the teams below them, uh, Denver and the Mavericks. Uh, let's start with Pete. What are your thoughts, Pete? Um, yeah, uh, last Dallas game, I saw Luca was out. They played really good. They barely lost to Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix, I think, took it away with like two, three minutes left or something in the game or whatever, but they held with Phoenix all the whole time. Um, uh, Brunson was a starting point guard for them and he's been playing lights out ball. You know, a lot about Brunson. He was on the Celtics. Um, yeah, he's been playing good in relief of um, Luca not being there. I didn't know Brunson could score the ball, distribute, and everything, but it goes to show you when you give a guy that doesn't get a lot of playing time an opportunity, he's still an NBA player and can put up numbers. He was a national so that champion, was a nice league. Say it again? I believe he was a national champion at Villanova, right? And mm-hmm. there you go. So, that's, yeah, Brunson can ball, man. He's, he's, yeah, he's balling, man. Um, and Denver Nuggets, listen, they're they going to be in it when, when it's all said and done. Um, definitely waiting for Jamal Murray. That's a big help. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's, yeah, that, that's that's going to be a big help. Um, so, yeah, definitely two playoff teams. Out of the two of them, Dallas is the one that I really want to see take a step forward. You know, Denver, I felt like, you know, without Jamal Murray, they couldn't take that final step forward because they're there already. I feel yeah, like they, Denver's they right the there. Western Conference finals, yeah, they're right there. Um, but Dallas, I feel like, I want to see what Luca can do, man. Lucas talked about the last couple seasons as like a favorite for the early season uh, MVP and different things like that. We know what a baller he is. He's now got Jason Kidd coaching him. I mean, shoot, why not have a great point guard who's a Hall of Fame guy be the one talking to Luca and getting in Luca's head? I think that was a great move because I definitely thought Rick Carlisle had worn out his welcome. It was time to go in a different direction. GK. Yeah, I mentioned how I feel about the Nuggets before. Um... And yeah, like Pete said, it's all about Jamal getting back. And then once he does get back, how quickly can he return to being a form he he, he was? Um, then for the Mavericks, actually, they're, they're surprising me a little bit. I do feel like they're, they're improving. Um, and I really think if Porzingis can 
play and stay healthy and be peak Porzingis, like like how we've seen him at his best, which he's shown the past couple of games. I, I believe he's been playing well. Um, so if we can continue to see that with consistency and staying healthy, then yeah, the Mavs are definitely a problem because Luca, for me, Luca's the best point guard in the league. So mm. yeah, Frank. Uh, I think the Denver Nuggets are going to consistently be a top three team in the Western Conference for years and years to come. Mm. Um, I like the edge. I like that edge that Joke is starting to play with now. Uh, I like that little the chippiness mm. that he's starting to display in the league. I think it's dope. Him and Stewart, him and Stewart, about to get together. Like, yo, how you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Yo, that that anger can bring brothers. out that Super Saiyan. You want to bring out those Jokers brothers, though? That that they look like a different story. But uh, yeah, I think if they can, they can uh, take on that attitude, just like the Jokers. I think they they continue to be a force in the on the the Western Conference. Like I'm just like you guys. I'm waiting to see what Jamal Murray looks like when he gets back. Dallas Mavericks. I think they got to get rid of KP. Um, I don't know if you guys know, like, they plus minus is, is a little bit lower when, when both of those guys are on the court together. I think they could find a, a better matchup for, for – um, But nobody wants him. I, I, and, I see, and I don't – and for the life of me, I don't get why not. He's a 7-3 unicorn. He, he, can, he, he got great ability to, to make block shots, to block shots. He was a, a real solid defensive player on the Knicks those couple of years that he was over there. He could step out and hit the three. He can be a number one scorer if he gets the opportunity. It's just the health. He just got to stay healthy. I mean, that's the only real issue that I have with him. Like, he's a matchup nightmare for anybody, really. But if you really want to unleash Luka, I think they got to get somebody uh, get somebody that fits better with Luka style. Or probably it'd just be better sitting in the corner or something while letting Luka do his thing. Somebody who really doesn't need the ball because KP wants the ball. And that's going to mess with the chemistry later on in the season and come playoff time. All right, staying with you, uh, Uncle Frank, we got the next tier. It's called No Sleep. And what that means is you can't sleep against these teams right here, all right? Jazz, Miami, and Chicago. All right? you, you go to sleep against them, and they're going to put you to bed. All right, Chicago right is a legit team. They mm -hmm. are a, hold, they hold on, are Uncle Frank. tender. Um, hold on one second. Hey, Pete and GK. Yes, sir. I got a bone to pick with you, too. Oh. Did you guys not notice on the last tiers we did, I did not have the Chicago Bulls on that tier at all? Hmm. Um, what, last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, that flew by me. Now that you say it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but at the time, no. I went and peeked at it. I'm doing with the tiers last night. I always used the one before, and I'm like, That makes sense. We've been disrespecting Scottie Pippen so much today. <laughs> Disrespect the Bulls. I mean, you know. I made sure they was on here. Go ahead, Frank. I made sure they was on here. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Bulls are, I think they they might be the best team in the league. They are, at least they're playing like it. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and with Lonzo Ball, those guys are playing like legit stars. And they mesh. They seem to mesh right off the rip. Uh, Caruso's been a little bit up and down, but for the most part, he's been solid for them. Uh, I, I really, I really like the Bulls, man. They're a legit threat to any team in the East. They have the firepower on both ends of the floor to compete with anybody, Western Conference or Eastern Conference. The Utah Jazz, I just think that they are what we think they are. I mean, they always mm -hmm. seem to be at the top. They come playoff time, uh, they really show you who they are. I don't, I think that they'll be in the same boat as they were the last couple of years. They'll be a top two, top three team. 
that get to the playoffs. They might squeeze out the first round, or they might get bounced depending on the matchup. Um, the Miami Heat, for a team that had the the best the best free agency, I believe. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not completely sold on them as as a legit championship contender. I think they're a playoff team. They're legit. They're scary to to match up against, but. I don't put no 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 stock into them winning the championship or being a championship contender. I just think they need a, a couple more solid, solid pieces. They need a legit, legit number one star. Jimmy Butler is just a great leader, I believe. G King. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Heat. They're good, not good enough to be a championship threat. But for the Bulls, the Bulls confuse me. I like, I'm actually, I like, I enjoy watching them and everything. Um, They're fun to watch. I think that maybe they might at some point or another run into some issues because I don't know how they're going to match up in the front court, you know. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Um, And then the Jazz, exactly. Frank hit the nail on the head, I think. I think you're just going to see the same thing that we've been seeing from them. I don't know if they can improve upon what we've seen. And that that's what it is for them. I guess that's why they, they haven't really, it's essentially the same team, right? And that's why they haven't really made any major changes. I guess it's because they're thinking that they can improve upon what they've showed that they can get better. But I just, I just don't know that, that they can because <sighs> Rudy Gobert is a key element to their success, and we've seen how he can be a detriment to them defensively um, when he gets caught on an island when they put a stretch big out there or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, so yeah, so I, I, I really don't think that they can win in the if they made it to the finals. I don't think that they could win, but I do really think that uh, Donovan Mitchell is that guy. Um, Maybe just, you know, a different situation. Uh, but I don't think he can get it done with the Jazz. Pete? Yeah. Um, as far as Miami and Utah, because they pretty much are what they were as far as the members on their team have been the last couple seasons, I get it two seasons ago in the bubble. Miami made the championship and all that, but nobody saw that coming. Um, I do think the Butler, you know, they're definitely some dogs. Um But, you know, that's not enough to get them over the hump or even get them back into another championship. Um, To me, the team on this list is just Chicago. They're the ones that, like, because they're so brand new at what they are right now and that entire team has been shuffled into something different, they're the ones that we really can't speak on too much except for the fact of what we've seen so far. And so far, it looks pretty doggone good. So um, with that being said, Chicago's the one where like, I want to see how far can they go? How many rounds can they get through when the playoffs actually come? Can they be a surprising team like Atlanta Hawks were last year and make it to the conference final? Or can they do better and do like Miami did two seasons ago in the bubble and actually make a championship? Um, So that's pretty much it there, but they're a lot of fun to watch. And I'm just super, super impressed with the fact that you got Vucevic and Caruso and DeRozan and Levine. Mm-hmm. And you'd never know that this was their first season playing together because the chemistry looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Do they have Wendell Carter coming back? I forgot it. I forgot all about him, actually. Wendell was kind of nice, too. To play a good I feel like minutes. they're going to need, because, like, really, I mean, 
after Vucevic, I mean, I know they play small ball, but you know, what, what do you got after Vucevic? You know, I, I feel like they, they're going to need Wendell Carter back. I don't really know what his injury status is, but. Yeah, we got to check on that. But uh, next tier, we're going to stay on Pete. We got all eyes on us, which is Suns on a 12-game winning streak as of today. But as of the list that was made that counts towards this, they were on an 11-game winning streak. And the Wizards are second in the, in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, uh, Pete. Yeah, Phoenix is unbelievable right now. Unbelievable. We talked a lot about it in the last episode. Um, yeah, Chris Paul. Chris Paul's not letting these guys fall off from where they were last season. I expect them to see them exactly where they were last season. Maybe not the championship, because there are other teams that could have something to say about it. But I mean, still, it could still be a conference final, and that's still a pretty good season. I get it for a guy like Chris Paul, who has been around a long time, and you don't know exactly how much longer of a career he has, it kind of needs to happen now. You know, Chris Paul doesn't think in terms of, oh, I still got next season because he's definitely the older vet on the team. But uh, uh, as far as where they're at right now, why not be walking around like you're the best because you're playing like the best? As far as the Washington Wizards are concerned, I look at them kind of like the Chicago Bulls, man. It's kind of like a new thing you got going over there with a couple new players and things like that. And it's really working out, man. Uh, Chicago Bulls and Wizards are two teams that you have to really look out for because when it comes to eight teams making the playoffs, it's like, well, hold on. If I'm putting the same eight teams in and I got Chicago and Washington that are, are way better than they were last season, what are the two teams that aren't going to make the playoffs next season to allow a team like Washington and Chicago to get in this season? So uh, Chicago and Washington, I would say right now, when it's all said and done, they're going to be in the playoffs. It's a matter of what two teams' places they're going to take. Uh, Uncle Frank. As a Lakers fan, it's a little bit bittersweet watching the Washington Wizards uh, go off, like how they're going off. I, um, the way that Trez is playing is exactly how we should have been playing him when he was in L.A. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for Kuzma. I definitely think it was the right move for him to leave L.A., but I'm, I'm glad to see him flourishing, like how he's flourishing out there and um, – and Washington, he definitely got the confidence to do it. And um, as far as the Phoenix Suns, I think the Phoenix Suns, they have to be in a, a win-now mode, like win-now mode type of mentality. I think their window, their window is going to be short, especially after this, after the, after this year, because we don't know how much longer Chris Paul got, how much uh, Chris Paul got left in the tank. And this is hands down his best chance to win. I think it would probably be Devin Booker's best chance to win as well. Um I, it, it has to come together this time. Uh, I don't think that – I think this year will probably be their best year or their best chance unless they can manage to grab some great uh, free agents within the next couple of years. But this looks like it might be their best chance to to get back to the finals to, to win, especially with the Lakers playing like how they're playing. I don't see anybody who, who they can't beat in a seven-game series in, in the Western Conference. GK? Uh, yeah, the Suns – play very well defensively and I just think their roster construction in terms of their chemistry and how they're made up um, and how everybody fills their role uh, is just like perfect like they're like hats off to their coach and GM I feel like they they assembled a team that's perfect uh, for you know complimentary to Chris Paul and vice versa and and Devin Booker and, and Aiton um and then the Wizards, uh, the Wizards are pretty cool because, you know, no one, they're, they were kind of overlooked up until now or recently. And um, 
also they they're going to be getting back uh, Roy Huchimara. Huchimara. Uh, He's got a lot of talent, but a lot of talent and not a lot of hype. So, um, you know, if he's able to gel into what they got going on, then, yeah, the the Wizards are going to be a legitimate playoff team. Can they win it all? Probably not, but um, fun to watch, too. Staying with UGK, last tier, top of the top, tippy top. This is the tippy top. We got all the way up. We got Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets at the top. GK, what are your thoughts? Uh, so the Warriors are interesting. Like I would say as they are right now, I would be worried that you, I would say they're probably, they probably can't win a championship, but knowing that they have clay coming back makes all the difference in the world that they're, they're able to be this successful without them. So, you know, if he's able to return to the form that we've seen him in, then yeah, they're going to be a problem. Uh, the Nets, um, I don't know. I'm a little biased because I, because I'm a Durant hater, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've always been a James Harden fan. And you know, when you have when you have several guys on your team that can score like 30, 40 points on any given night, then then you're going to be a problem. And um, I don't know. Honestly, I think Harden's more important to the team than Durant, even though Durant may be. Better, the more versatile score or whatever, but um, but yeah, just having those two guys on your squad, no matter who the other ten guys are, they're they're basically going to be contending for the championship. So they look good so far. So we'll see. Uncle Frank, I don't know how I feel seeing the Brooklyn Nets at the top. I'm not. I'm mm. not always sold on them without Car- without Kyrie. I'm not but- sold on the chances to be. To be the all-out favorite so, in the Eastern Conference. So this, they ain't the all-out Kyrie. favorites. They're not the all-out favorites. They're just the best team in the East right now. Next yeah, week, they could be in the second, third tier, to, depending on how they week go. But right now, Brooklyn is the best team, best team in the East. I, I would lean to more towards the Chicago Bulls. I think that if they met up with the Chicago Bulls in a seven-game series right now, just what – Without Kyrie, mm. I would, I would, I would, I would bank on Chicago. And I would take games. Chicago on that one too. But right now, Chicago is like fourth to fifth in the in the league. Yeah, Brooklyn has been like what eight and three, seven and three in the last ten. So, yeah, and in my heart, I want to switch. I want to switch uh Phoenix and Golden State, but. Just knowing that they got Clay coming back, I'll leave them up there just because they're playing so great without him. So, I so, mean, so you would say that Golden State's what nine and one in the last ten is better than? Oh, it's not better than Phoenix's. Yeah, because uh, they haven't really beat a, they haven't really beat a, a lot of great teams. Neither has I mean, Phoenix. We, we talked about I mean, this last. Neither. We talked about this last episode. Neither has Phoenix. I think, but Phoenix wins better as a team. You from me, uh. The Golden State wins. They they wins are, are a little bit impressive. They're they're somewhat impressive, more impressive, because of what Steph Curry does. You know, but with, with the Phoenix Suns, you look more as a as a team effort. I just think as an overall team that the Phoenix Suns is is the is the cream of the crop right now as far as the Western Conference. But as, as I can't argue with how Golden State has been playing, especially with the the streak Steph been on. Steph been going crazy. He and uh, Jordan Poole's been been outrageous. He's probably the the most improved player of the year as of right now. Uh, and they still got a bunch of pieces pieces that's meshing. Uh, Andrew Wiggins starting to mesh well with them. Uh, Draymond be having his moments, but for overall, he's he's been the glue. 
You feel me? Though they still got a great coaching staff. So I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blink my eye at it. But if I had to choose the better teams, I would probably switch, switch uh, than the Phoenix. I would say this before you go: if Phoenix continues this win streak through the middle of this week and then get to like fifteen, then you might see Golden State. Golden State. You, you just might. Uh-huh. I don't know what holds in this week, but I do. I can't agree that Philly uh, Suns, um, not Philly. The uh, Phoenix Suns, they are that type of caliber team right next to Golden State. But I just think Golden State plays a better game right now. Phoenix has more of a game to slow you down, where <laughs> Golden State, they don't even care. They play good defense. They play good offense. you got to keep up with these guys. And even if you have Phoenix to play inside or outside, that's what that's yeah. what makes them so dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah, but go ahead, Pete. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if we're not really basing this on, say, like a team's actual record right now, and we're just basing it on, say, for instance, like an overall look of how good the team really mm-hmm. is. I mean, anybody can argue and say Chicago could be in that Brooklyn Nets spot. Washington could be in that Brooklyn Nets spot because they're playing great ball right now. But at the same time, if I'm looking at it as who I expect to be there when it's all said and done, then I got to put Brooklyn in front of Washington and I Chicago. Washington and Chicago are two teams that are brand new teams, brand new rosters. Uh, you're showing me something now, which is great, which is why you're ranked where you're ranked right now. But Brooklyn is just Durant, Harden. That speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. These are guys that have proven track records. These are guys that went to a game seven against Milwaukee when it came to going to the championship, like all that stuff. You know what I mean? So, so it's fine, but I understand any argument to put any of those two teams in that place just like I understand the argument if you want to put Phoenix where Golden State is. I mean, as a matter of fact, when it comes to all the way up, I mean, shoot, maybe there's room for four teams to be up there and not two teams to be up there. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if you left Golden State off the list, Phoenix Suns could have something to say about it. You leave Phoenix off the list, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, if you love Golden State for this, Golden State fans can have something to say about it. you. Leave Phoenix for this, Phoenix. So it's just like mm-hmm. these are all good teams where it's like it's almost not fair to just put two up there and not like maybe four teams or five teams because they all have really good arguments for their case. See, and this is the only thing. So when I say I'm going off weeks, I mean I'm literally going off of how your team played in a week. It's not an injury. Yeah. Individual player, don't care how good he did, don't care how James Harden did. So the Chicago in the last 10 games, six and four. Which the Washington last four games, six and four. Brooklyn last ten games eight eight and two. So I mean that that sh- that tells you there's a difference. No, Brooklyn mm-hmm. isn't playing up to what we think they are, but right. at the same time, Brooklyn is that team that you're going to have to go through because KD is not going to allow you guys to think that it's just an easy walk in the park. Look at what KD did by himself last year in the in the yeah. Eastern Conference Finals against a, a honest to Kumbo. Okay, that's valid. So that's why right now Brooklyn's there. But like I said, Brooklyn can move. Golden State, I could surely see Golden State if they drop a couple of games this week and Phoenix keeps winning. Phoenix going up to the top spot, Golden State winning. But just in the way that the teams are playing and getting the wins that they're supposed to win, Chicago dropped some games. Washington dropped some games. That's why you guys seen uh, the Cavaliers drop so far because now the Cavaliers are six at, what, nine and eight. The Bucks are nine and eight. Boston's nine and eight. The Knicks are nine and eight. So it's like I, I do. I think Cleveland's a better team in this week going six and four than, than 
uh, Milwaukee six and four? No. Do I think they're going a better team than Boston seven and three in their last ten? No. So that's what how I determine. It's not about individual play or it's about how the team is playing. The wins that are they getting the wins they're supposed to get this week? Or are they losing to the teams they're supposed to beat? And that, that's how I move. Like Cleveland is going to fall. Go ahead, Pete. No, I was just saying, put it like this. On that entire page you have up there, the right teams are on that entire page. Just because yeah. you're not on the top tier or maybe you're in the middle or one down, out of two, four, six, seven, eight, out of them nine teams, they're the right teams for this page. I'll put it like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, think, I think any team could end up on the bottom page, the bottom tiers for a week or two, uh, especially the Dallas Mavericks because they, they didn't play with Luka last. They're not playing with Luka. The, the Nuggets are missing Jokic right now, too. The last two games they played, they didn't have Jokic. So um, you could see somebody like the Kings be right there. But who knows? We don't know. Uh, GK, did you touch on anybody? Got anything else to, to add on it? No, the only thing I was just thinking about, um, random, was like, when are the Nuggets really going to unleash Ball Ball? Because yeah, good every time he gets out there, yeah. so... We when are they going to let him be like an actual part of the rotation? Because then that poses a problem, I think. Same thing as Taco's Falls, right? Taco Falls, same thing. <laughs> I love Taco, but he got a little bit more skills. He got a little bit yeah. more in his bag. And and Taco reminds me of a Sam, a Sam Bowie. He's going to have a lot of late, <laughs> a lot of late, yeah, a lot of late injuries. Um, but yeah, we, we, we're done. We're at the end of the show. We're going to start off with final thoughts and get our asses up at it because we've been here for three hours. Uh, so I don't even know how I'm going to edit this motherfucker, but we're going to figure it out. All right. But Frank, what's your final thoughts, man? Thank you for stopping by, man. We appreciate uh, you stopping by and giving us some time again. I always appreciate you guys having me, man. Anytime you guys need me to come over here and talk to you guys, man, I'm here. Uh, I appreciate it. My words is, uh, don't take, don't put too much stock into my Titans loss. We will bounce back Sunday. <laughs> We're gonna get right back to shocking the world. You know what I mean, we're gonna take out the, we're gonna take out the the New England Patriots, and um, hopefully we can we can get that train back rolling. Hopefully, our, in the next three four weeks, maybe we can get Derrick Henry back on the field. Keep my fingers crossed about that. Um, we got a lot of great football, man. I hope you guys, everybody, enjoy your um. Thanksgiving, if I don't get a chance to see or talk to any of you guys, man. Uh, blessings to you guys and your families. Appreciate that, man. EK, final words. Thank you, brother. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, same thing. I uh, hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Um, but uh, like I was mentioned earlier about the Knicks, like, yo, give us Dame or like Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> and, then, and then we'll see what's up. Give us, give us a score like that. One of them two, right? Um, yeah, and then tonight, oh, don't be surprised if the Giants the, – the Giants are like an 11-point underdog, which they may very well get blown out. But also, don't be surprised if, if it's a lot closer than you may think. Tampa's got a lot of injuries still, and Tom struggles when uh, – if you can rush four without sending extra blitzers, then, then Tom has a really tough time. That's the formula to beat him. That's like literally the only way you can beat him. So if the Giants are able to do that, the game's going to be a lot closer than people think. So, uh, yeah, that's just my thought on that. Eleven points is a lot to cover. Don't don't take don't don't take them to lay that. And it's all Pete. Yeah, you know what? That's he. he I was just going to in touch with the Giants. He's one hundred percent right. Um, one thing too is I like. I mean, and I, it don't mean a whole lot, but a couple seasons ago when Daniel Jones's first start, it happened in Tampa Bay. Two rushing touchdowns, two throwing. 
Maybe he likes the warm weather in Florida. Maybe he shows us something different tonight and goes back to that first game form where he just played out of his mind. Um, the only thing that just doesn't bode well for the Giants is, whew, Tampa Bay, I feel like, is a scary team coming off a loss like the one they took last week. It's like, this could just be the get-right matchup for, for Tampa Bay to like, okay, we got the Giants on our table. Let's run through them and show everybody. It was a fluke what happened to us last week. Not to worry, we're still the Super Bowl champs. We're still the Super Bowl favorites. But as a Giants fan, I do think they got a chance. I mean, as, I, 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 I don't want to see my Giants get blown out tonight. Show that, you know what? Dallas played bad. Maybe you can sneak into a wild card if you don't win the division. But it has to start tonight. Teams like the Giants, Philly, and Washington, you can't afford to lose no more, especially if you know Dallas is going to win the division because that only opens up a wild card spot for you. Even though Dallas lost to the Chiefs, I still got Dallas winning that division. So the division hopes are already out the way. Don't think division, especially when you're the Giants and you lost teams, lost to teams like the Atlanta Falcons and lost to the Washington football team. Two extra wins you could have right now that you don't have. So go out there, play them tough. And, and, and try to be in the game when it's three, four, five minutes left, and who knows what could happen. But don't get blown out tonight, Giants. <laughs> Stay within that spread, please. Right, <laughs> and happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving also to everybody. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. And with that said, man, we're out of here. Happy Thanksgiving to you people. We, we're dropping another episode Friday, which is after Thanksgiving. So enjoy your Thanksgiving. Well, it'll be dropped Saturday. Sorry, get my D's mixed up. But we record another one Friday. Um, Frank, if you want to come back Friday, I'll hit you up. Let me know. GK, I hope to see you Friday. Yeah. Thank you guys for stopping by, man. This was some good conversations we had today. So I can't, I'm, I'm leaving this conversation a three-hour show. But it was it was hella fun. All right, you guys made some good points. I love that GK came at me when I was just talking about. Uh, <laughs> everybody had the box. Everybody had the boxing gloves on. Right, everybody had the boxing gloves on. Everybody was everybody father was watching him like Crawford father last night. All right, everybody was watching him. I heard what he said after the fight, man. I can understand it from a dad's point of view. He said he didn't prepare the way he wanted him to. He wasn't prepped. He was getting his ass beat a little bit. His father was like, "This guy gonna do some damage to him. I don't want I don't want my son to get hurt." Yeah. But yeah, on that note, man, we'll see you guys next episode. Thank you guys for watching. Peace.